It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle Auburn fans, welcome to Hitchcock Hecklers, your source for Auburn baseball news and discussion. Part of the E2C Network, a family of Auburn podcasts. I'm your host, Chandler Fullman, and I'm joined alongside with my co-host, Clint Richardson. Clint, um, great, uh, great news for Auburn baseball that we found out today, made it to a regional, but just what, and I, I don't really have words for what a sad week for not only Auburn athletics, but just the entire city of Auburn and all Auburn fans, um, across the nation. Yeah, this was, this was a rough week. And for those that haven't been following, I think it was just over, I think it was last Saturday, I believe, that a Auburn police officer was shot and killed in the line of duty. And his last Sunday night um, around he, 11 o'clock, his funeral and procession came through downtown Auburn on Friday afternoon. And then just a day later, we get news that a terrible car wreck took the lives of Rod Bramblett and his wife. Paula and you know it's just it's tough I mean we were talking about it in our ETC network group chat that none of these are ever easy but Jim Fife died tragically and unexpectedly Rod um, Philip Lutzenkirchen recently and I even kind of took it a little bit further back with the deaths of Shug Jordan and Bear Bryant you know these are Mm -hmm. important people to many people and you know, and and on Sunday, Bart Starr, uh, Alabama quarterback and NFL Hall of Famer with the Packers, also passed away. And uh, this yeah. was—I'm <clears throat> hoping that these things happen in threes, and I'm hoping we've already passed our third one. Yeah, it was—it was definitely a rough week, not only for Auburn, but like you said, Bart Starr, just the entire <laughs> state of Alabama, um, just just a rough rough week and a rough go of things the photo that's been going around like crazy on social media of uh big al putting his arm the the drawing of big putting his arm around obby on a on a bench and yeah i don't know when that was made but it really seemed that it got it it started catching legs not too long before bart passed away so you know, it's it's reciprocal at this point for sure, and it's it's been a tough week for the state of Alabama, no doubt. Yeah, definitely. But we're gonna make a separate episode and tr- uh, tribute to Rod um, in a few days, so um, we won't harp on it too much, and we'll go ahead and dive into baseball with Auburn having the SEC baseball tournament this week. We played on Tuesday one. Tuesday's game, and then we got two more games guaranteed. Unfortunately, we lost on Wednesday and Thursday, um, and then uh, found out that we were going to a regional 
um, today. We're recording on Monday night. Um, so it's been quite a busy week, So, and we're going to touch all of that. So let's get started with Tuesday's game um, versus Tennessee. Um, earlier in the year, Auburn swept Tennessee at Plainsman Park, and um, Auburn had a lot of the same luck on Tuesday, uh, beating Tennessee by a score of five to three. And it was a it was a very well played ball game, I would say, from both sides. Um, Auburn just got some more clutch hits and uh, pitched the ball a little better and came out on top. Uh, Judd Ward had a humongous hit in, I want to say, the seventh inning or eighth inning. Um, but, Clint, let's uh, let you talk about the pitching a little bit and the performances from Elliot Anderson and Bailey Horn that won Auburn this ballgame. Yeah, this is exactly what we expected Auburn to do coming into this weekend, and especially with the news that Tanner Burns was going to sit out the tournament. Uh, Elliot Anderson got the start, I think only his what, third start of the year. Third start and, of the year. Again, didn't look his best. Um, he went four innings, uh, gave up two runs on three hits, walked four and struck out six, had two pretty wild pitches. Um, so, again, it's a solid outing from Elliott. Um, as, as one of the older guys in this pitching staff, you'd like to see a little bit better efficiency as, you know, through four innings, he had 78 pitches with only 48 of them being strikes. Um, Will Morrison came in for just one batter and actually one pitch, uh, clearly a, uh, a matchup decision. And then Bailey Horn came in and took it four innings and got the win, his third of the year. He's actually 3-0 and on the season, which I think is a, a pretty good record for him. Uh, Bailey faced 14 batters, uh, only gave up one run and one hit, walked one guy, struck out six, and there's that other wild pitch that just seems to doom Auburn pitching this season. Um, and then to finish it off, which I think was a surprise to, to most of us, that uh, Cody Greenhill came in for the final two outs and got his 10th save of the season. And, um, you know, thankfully, just it was just what Auburn needed. Um, things were starting to look a little hairy as that one run that Bailey Horn gave up was in the top of the ninth. And um, then Cody was able to come in and kind of quiet things. And only on 16 pitches into the game and, and gave Auburn – the much-needed win on single elimination Tuesday and guarantee two more games for this team. Yeah, that was that. This was such a huge game because because of the two games that it did guarantee. You know, um, anytime you get to play more baseball, um, great beneficial um, factor. But the huge part was winning this ball game. Pretty much clinched and sealed up our regional. Um, regional hopes and chances, and that was that was the huge reason for this win. And I mean, I told um, a, a good friend of mine after the game, I said, I, I want to win on Wednesday and Thursday. I want to win the next two days, but let's be honest, this one was the one that really mattered. Absolutely, and you know, to I hate to jump ahead at this point, but the way that the NCAA tournament 
reveal show played out, it almost felt like this was the needed win. And I, I was very curious as to how the, the last four in, first four out landed. And Auburn was not on that list. And, you know, they announced Florida really early on in the show. And I knew at that point that Auburn was good. And I, I agree. I think that this game did solidify Auburn's postseason. Um, and for anybody who actually watched the games on TV like I did, um, there was some inconsistency with the broadcasting crew that kind of got frustrated throughout these three games. You know, on uh, Tuesday when Auburn and Tennessee faced off, both teams were solidly in the postseason field, according to the broadcasters. Auburn wins, Tennessee goes home, come out on Wednesday to face Vanderbilt, and they're talking about Auburn potentially not being in the field. And the same conversation continued on Wednesday of Auburn as a bubble team and really needs another win. So those kind of conversations played out throughout the week, but I think that we can all agree that to at least end the season, that game three win versus LSU in Baton Rouge and that Tuesday win against Tennessee really did lock Auburn into their third straight postseason appearance. Yeah, I can tell you what, though. Being the last team that was called on the selection show today, my butt cheeks were getting tight. I mean, I was getting worried. I was getting nervous, son. I was, too. I was, too. But we can we can hit on that in a little bit. Let's finish. Right. Let's go on to – Wednesday's Vanderbilt game. Uh, Auburn lost 11 to 1. Now it's time to move on to Thursday. Um, <laughs> uh, we, I mean, we, we played that game, but that's pretty much how this one went. Yeah. I mean, Auburn, there was, Auburn no got positive. run ruled. Auburn got run ruled. Um, only two hits, one of which was a Will Holland home run. Um, <clears throat> Auburn really just used the entirety of the bullpen with. Um, Kyle Gray getting the start, Ryan Watson, Brooks Fuller, Richard Fitz, Will Morrison again, Peyton Glavin and Blake Shalashi playing in this game. And Kyle Gray went one and a third, and Richard Fitz went four innings, and nobody else went a full inning. And it was it was exactly how it sounded. Vanderbilt scored two in the second, four in the third one in the fifth and the seventh, and then three in the eighth to hit the 10-run mercy rule for the tournament. And honestly, I'm glad we probably don't have to see Vanderbilt again this season. I am very thankful. This Vanderbilt team may be – I was. T- I mean, it may be the best college baseball team I've ever seen. I mean, they've got the pitching. They've got – I mean, incredible hitting. They've only got one guy in their entire lineup that's hitting under 300. Auburn doesn't have any guys hitting over 300. And Vanderbilt only has one that's not hitting 300. So, I mean, it's just an incredible lineup. And this kid, J.J. Blade, I mean, Derek Jeter was at the Hoover Met to watch J.J. Blade. And J.J. Blade um, had had a horrible game, only went five for five. I mean, it's just it was ridiculous what this this Vanderbilt team does and um, has done this season. Well, hey, um, pop quiz: What does JJ stand for? As we looked this up this weekend during 
Vanderbilt's run to the SEC title. Uh, I, I don't have the slightest get. I mean, John, John Jacob Jingleheimer Smith. I mean, you know, that was the other first guess that some other people had, but it is Jeffrey Joseph Blade. And I too would go by JJ. Yes, I would too. Um, but yeah, Wednesday, just not a fun game for Auburn. Um, like, like, Clint said Will Holland's home run was kind of the only the only uh, nice part of the game. But Thursday Thursday the Tigers showed some battle. Um Thursday was a lot better game versus LSU and it was just just super unfortunate that the the Tigers didn't come out on top. I mean it was an incredible ball Not game anything. but just a just a hard hard ball, ball game, but hard hard result to take as well. No, I, I agree, and I think that this game truly was a microcosm of Auburn baseball season this year. Of you know, getting down early, uh, Auburn didn't do anything offensively until scoring two in the seventh, and at that point, that was to take a two-one lead as LSU had scored in the first and. Um, Jack Owen, I thought, played incredibly well, especially after giving up that uh, first inning run. Um, Like you said, this team battled. This is the fight that we've seen this team have all season long. And um, you saw some bats really come alive at at the right time, especially um, Edouard Julian uh, getting his only hit of the game after an intentional walk to Stephen Williams, who... That was he. He was benched to start that game, and he comes in late in the game in the eighth inning, and uh, and they immediately intentionally walk him. And Ed obviously was not too happy about that, and got a got a really nice uh, payback. Big, yeah, a nice nice base hit for payback, and put Auburn back on the lead, and then and then that ending. I mean, and then and then Auburn happened. I mean, and I mean, I was I had a company outing to go to and I stayed at the office a little bit longer to watch the end of this game. And when I say I was furious, I I don't know if I've ever been so mad at the way an Auburn event had ended. I've been frustrated at plenty of Auburn events, including some pretty bad basketball things. but. I just the the way that it played out just amazed me. You know, a, a bringing in Brooks Fuller. I don't know if that was the best idea in the world. Um, he's a younger guy, uh, prone to waltz. Uh, the bases, I think, two on at that point, uh, if not bases loaded, and spites yeah. that ball. And poor Matt Scheffler. I don't. Did he kick it or did the batter or? The Matt, the he, Matt Scheffler blocked it up, and the ball was sitting on home plate, and then Matt Scheffler kicked it. So one run came in and scored, and Rankin Woley runs over to get the ball, and he slides to get it, and he, I don't know what he was thinking because he had no play at home. I mean, the the guy had already touched home plate, and. In it. Explicably tries to throw it back to Brooks Fuller standing on home, and it just goes no towards the Auburn dugout. 
I, I think it actually went in the dugout, to yeah. be honest. And I mean, <clears throat> I, we all know that Rankin's probably beating himself up enough about this, and we don't want to pile on that. But if, if he were to just eat the ball, just hold on to it, I mean, that game's still going on. Yeah, I mean, and I don't. I mean, honestly, um, you look at Auburn's pitching. We we likely lose that game because they'll they would have still had a guy on third with one out. Um, I, I wouldn't disagree with that, but and, and Auburn's pitching looked dismal, but it still gave us the opportunity. It still gave us a chance, and it didn't just throw away the game, you know. And, and um, I would much rather lose on LSU earning it than yeah. it having been thrown away like it was. And um, again, going back to our ETC Network group chat, uh, it was mentioned after the game. Uh, I would much rather have Stephen Williams, you know, pop uncatched home run to end the Super Regional last year than the way that this game ended. Yeah, as brutal as that was, I I think that this might be just as brutal. Yeah, I'm after that Super Regional. I was like, man, there's not a rougher, tougher way to lose a baseball game, and then and then Auburn happened. I mean, I mean, it's. There's a reason it's you see on Twitter J A B A just Auburn Clint, being Auburn. I was about to mention that I was I was thinking Clint I don't know if you've ever heard of Jabba but <laughs> but Jabba happened I mean that's the only I mean, the the only thing I could think of after that game was it's not easy being an Auburn fan like nope. <clears throat> we have all seen it and you and I have been to some of these in person mm. and and it's it's just I, amazing and I, I don't know if it happens to every team and you just have to be you know involved and interested as much as we are into Auburn sports but it seems that Auburn has some of the stupidest ways to lose a game I mean I don't see how another team could have worst losses I mean the with the I mean I've been at just the past five or six years, I've been at the Final Four loss, the 2013 National Championship loss, uh, last year's Super Regional loss. I mean – Softball World Championship. Yeah, softball World Series loss. I mean, they just go and, on and, and, and just, on and on. For, yeah, and that's just at that level. I mean, yeah. we went to Ole Miss for basketball and yeah, watched yeah. Auburn blow a 20-plus lead. Blow a twenty-six point lead. I mean, yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, we have been. You, we better we get, have, off, get off. My we as an Auburn family have been through so much, but you and I have been through a lot together in person. And let's be honest, it never gets any easier. No, but all right. Well, um, I think that does it for the SEC tournament. Um, wrap up real quick. Auburn went one one and two in the SEC tournament, beat Tennessee, and then lost to Vanderbilt eleven to one in eight innings, and lost to LSU uh, four to three on a walk off wild pitch and error. Um, I don't know if I've ever said that before. Um, walk off wild pitch and error, but that's what it was. Um, so Auburn, but Auburn still felt 
I mean, fairly confident that we were getting into getting into a regional. You know, with 15 SEC wins on the season, I mean, it's it's next to impossible not to put a team in, and we were proven of that um, on Monday on to, uh, today when Auburn they were holding their breath for a few minutes um, as they were the last team to be called um, on the selection show, but they were pretty firmly in, I think, after Florida was called. Florida had 13 SEC wins, and Auburn had 15. So I think all Auburn fans should have known that, yes, Auburn is in once Florida was called. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, they talked about it during the SEC tournament, that there had been a couple of teams – in the pre in just the last handful of seasons that have been on the cuff line of making it into the tournament with 13 conference wins. No team has made it in with 12 and Florida was like we said earlier, a very early announcement. I think there were like the second or third regional uh, announced. And as soon as I saw that name, I knew that Auburn was in the, in the tournament, but just waiting until the very end was very brutal because I mean the, every single time it came up, it was like Auburn's not going to Oregon State. We're not going to Corvallis. We're not going to Stanford if we're not going to Oregon State. UCLA is out of the question too. So it's like you know Louisville, um, East Carolina, and West Virginia. I was like these would all be pretty decent spots for Auburn to land, and then that final spot in every regional was always filled by another team. And then they come to Atlanta to to announce the 16th regional spot, and and there we were. There we were the final team announced, and it, it, I, I'd be lying if I didn't think that Auburn would be. If I didn't think for a second Auburn was going to be left out, but thankfully Auburn was included. And I honestly, I think that this is a really good regional for Auburn. I I agree. Um... 100%. And I think it's a great opportunity for Auburn because um, it's Georgia Tech's only about an hour and 45 minutes um, from Plainsman Park. So, I mean, Auburn fans can make a quick uh, day trip and not, not even a day trip. I mean, you can make – get up, leave Auburn at 9 – or leave Auburn at 8, get to Atlanta at 11, watch the game, and then be back home by 5 or 6. Super convenient location. And I would not be the least bit surprised if Auburn, um, if in Atlanta we see 60 to 70% of the fans being Auburn fans because Georgia Tech just does not, does not have a big fan base. And no, Auburn does have a big fan base. I, this is a really nice stadium. I'm very curious to see how it does for regional hosting. I don't think it's really that big. Um, no, it only holds 2,800. And every time Auburn goes out there, you know, I, I've made the trip. I know you've made the trip, but it just doesn't seem like there are a whole lot of tech fans out there. And Granted, now that they're a top, I mean, they're the number eight seed in the country right now. They've got a really good team. They, that might bring some of them out, but I, I think that there's a really good chance that Auburn will 
definitely had the majority of the fan base at the stadium for this uh, regional. And, you know, tickets are incredibly affordable. If you want all session tickets, you can get them for $72. And if you just want single game tickets, they're $10. You can't, I mean, that's the same price as a SEC game at home. And now you're at tournament level. So I think that's a great price. And if anybody's in the area, you definitely need to go watch these teams. And and here are the the opponents that Auburn could potentially match up with. Uh, Georgia Tech, like we mentioned, is hosting. They finished the season with a 41 and 17 record, 22 and 12 conference. They were the ACC Coastal Division champions. They finished the year with an RPI of number eight. And a little history Auburn actually leads the all time series 119, 111, and six ties. Coastal Carolina, who Auburn will be facing Friday at 11 Central on ESPNU, is the bat to back Sunbelt Tournament champions. They finished 35-24-1. and one. Don't see many ties nowadays. 15-13 uh, and 13 in the Sun Belt. Their RPI was 57 <clears throat> coming into the tournament. Auburn and Coastal Carolina have never met. So you know me. I like to see first-time opponents. So I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, Coastal is a fantastic baseball program. But seeing a couple of um, people discussing this, um, they don't really have the pitching that they've had previously to uh, take them through this. So this might be a were really they, good spot for. Them. Were they the team that won it all a few years ago, yeah. or like are, are they really? So um, they up and coming. I mean, they're a really good baseball program. This is a little bit of a step back team wise, but don't take that as a cupcake. They're still a really good team. And the final team in the turn in the regional is Florida A and M. Surprisingly, they finished with a losing record at twenty-seven and thirty-two, but they were fourteen and ten in the MEAC, and they won their tournament championship. So there's the automatic qualifier. They finished with an R. They finished with an RPI of two thirty-five, and the history with Auburn. Auburn leads four and zero all time. Are they uh, are they bringing their marching band? <laughs> I doubt it, but that would be a lot of fun. Because that is the part of Florida A and M that I can get behind. Um, but yeah, it should be should be a great competitive regional. I think I realistically and legitimately think that three of these teams, Georgia Tech, Auburn, and Coastal Carolina, have a strong chance all of winning of winning this regional um i I agree i think so too um tech is very good they've historically not done very well in hosting regionals um they've had auburn's number this season and i think they said it was the first um sweep of the season since auburn and tech started playing a home and home just a few years ago so auburn's looking for some good revenge and it's really hard to beat a team three or four times in a season, even though Auburn just did it to Tennessee for the fourth time. Um, I, I do like Auburn's chances. Um, yeah. It'll it'll still be tough. This will be much tougher than last year's North Carolina regional. Um, Auburn really, really needs to have uh, Tanner Burns, Jack Owen, and this pitching staff going. And if Auburn's bats can get 
rolling at the right time, and I think that they very well could. This, <clears throat> I think the odds are yeah. are looking good for I the Auburn Tigers right now. If you look at the past few weeks for Auburn, um, I mean, look at the past, I would say, two or three weeks. Will Holland, there's no doubt about him. He's definitely gotten his back going, and he's getting Absolutely. hot at the right time of the year. Steven Williams, he's starting to hit the ball really hard, and he had a couple of, um, I think, multi-hit and three-hit ball games. I think he was my player of the week either last week or two weeks ago. Um, so, I mean, he's starting to catch his gro- catch his groove and get his um, swing down. And then Edward Julian was the only player from Auburn named to the all-tournament uh, team for the SEC tournament. So if you get those three bats going, you've got a chance. And then combined with Tanner Burns and Jack Owen only started on the same SEC weekend for three series this year. I mean, if all these pieces start adding up right, this Auburn team can be very dangerous. And, I mean, I was – it was I know it's heartbreaking for me, but on Tuesday uh, – I went down and watched Auburn take batting practice, and uh, uh, Rod Bramblett and I um, were sitting in the bleachers talking about how if all these pieces came together, Auburn has the has the talent and the ability to be dangerous and win a regional and possibly even a super regional. Yeah, I think that's honestly the perfect way to wrap this one up. And Rod always saw the bright end of these teams and was able to see the talent that team could play in. So, yeah, I I think that Auburn will definitely be playing with a chip on their shoulder. And as we record this, there is no news about it, but as the uniform guy, I do, I would expect Auburn to wear some sort of memorial patch or black armband in honor of Rod and Paula Bramblett. So, you know, Auburn's going to have some heavy hearts going into this, uh, weekend. Um, I personally am very interested to see how the radio team handles this. And, you know, my heart goes out to, you know, Rod's two kids, but also to his longtime partner and good friend, Andy Burcham, that Uh I I know Friday is going to be incredibly tough. And I know that the Auburn sports properties team is going to have a very fitting tribute to him. And I will be tuning in to, to definitely check that out. And, yeah, they don't they don't get numbers on me actually tuning in, but for me, I'll feel like I'm showing Andy and that and that whole team a, a good bit of support by trying to listen in. And, and can I just be, say, be, before we head out, I want to make sure that it is known that you know some announcers and some broadcasters um are just there and um they're part of the team. They're part of the broadcasting team, but they're not part of the team. Rod was 100% definitely part of the Auburn University baseball team. I mean, he's done – He's he started with baseball. Baseball was his sport that he started broadcasting 27 years ago. And, I mean, I can't – I cannot imagine being Andy Burcham um, on Friday and just what – how hard it's going to be. but. You know, I know Rod, if I know Rod right, and I, I'm pretty confident I do, 
Rod wants Andy to persevere, and Rod, more than anything, wants a great broadcast and an Auburn win. And Absolutely. I, I think that would be the perfect perfect way to go out on Friday um, is with an Auburn win. So I think that'll do it um, for this episode of Hitchcock Hecklers. Uh, before we head out, let's uh, give our Hitchcock Hecklers player the players of the week real quick. And mine is going to be a little different uh, guy, but he pitched – incredibly on Tuesday of the SEC tournament to get us that much needed win. And that's Bailey Horn. Uh, Bailey Horn went four innings and gave us his, his best career outing um, in order to help Auburn get that much needed win. So shout out to Bailey Horn. I, I agree with you there. And, you know, I, if you'll let me, I want to have an honorary player of the week and, and, and put Rod Bramblett in that position. I mean, deserving is pretty much the right word for that. I mean, Rod is, there's nobody more deserving um, because Rod did it for 27 years. And we just hope that um, we can, Auburn can honor him and play great baseball this weekend and get a, and get a, a big regional, regional win. So, but I think that'll about do it for this episode of Hitchcock Hecklers. And until next time, War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?